and welcome to the Actually Autistic Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Onsta, and today I'm going to be talking about terminology. Now, because autism is a permanent part of who we are, most autistics prefer to be referred to as an autistic person rather than as someone with autism. I am an autistic person with cake, not a cake-tastic person with autism, no matter how awesome that sounds. This is really a, a sore subject for many of us in the autistic community because a lot of times what happens is we will be having a discussion in the autistic community about something and we will say, uh, you know, autistic people, uh, let's say there are many autistic people who find fluorescent lights uncomfortable. All right, that's a fairly common statement and not particularly controversial within the autistic community. And then somebody who is not part of the autistic community will come in and tell us that we should say people with autism are often uncomfortable around fluorescent lights. And it, it always turns into this big thing. I think often it's trolls doing it just to look for a flame war. But unfortunately, you have to respond to those because you can't let those kinds of false statements go unchallenged. You have to say, well, studies show that most people in the autistic community preferred to be called autistic people rather than people with autism. And the reason that people object to this is because our autism is not something that's with us. It's not something that suddenly showed up one day. It's a genetic trait, like being left-handed. So we wouldn't say that somebody was with left-handedness. We wouldn't say that somebody was with heterosexuality or with bisexuality. We would say that that is a heterosexual person or a bisexual person. So, you know, the idea that it's a disease or that it's something that can be removed feeds into the narrative that autism is something that needs to be cured or eliminated. And it, it's never going to happen. And it's a very dangerous paradigm because it, it just invites a lot of quackery and nonsense in the idea that a person with autism can wake up one day and suddenly be a person without autism. Not going to happen. So if you choose to call yourself as a person with autism, that's fine. I heartily believe that people should self-ID in whatever way is comfortable to them. But if you are talking about other people, if you are telling other people how to self-identify, that's not okay. So if you consider yourself to be a professional who works for the autistic community, then please don't come into autistic spaces and tell us how to talk about ourselves. We don't like it. Now we'll get into the term autism itself. So the word autism 
comes from the Greek roots ought, meaning for self, and ism, also from the Greek, which implies a state of being or condition. And so what autism means is basically being with oneself, being complete in oneself. And I think that this is a really interesting way to define autism, because a large part of what defines the autistic experience is that we don't go along with a group. We don't interact with groups in the same way that allistics do. Now, interestingly, the word allistic has a Latin root, not a Greek root, and it means people who like to get together in groups. And I find those two words pretty apt. Now, there are other terms for autism. Of course, there's uh, words, uh, phrases like being on the spectrum, and there's the word Asperger's or Asperger's. Now, <laughs> this is a controversial word for a number of reasons, and I'm just going to go through those. Again, I want to emphasize that if you choose to self-identify with the word Asperger's, I am not dissing on you here. I'm describing an ongoing discussion within the autism community. So in some countries, autism and Asperger's are still seen as separate conditions. This is not so in the U.S. Now, Asperger's is named after Hans Asperger, who studied autistic children in the Nazi concentration camps. And so many autistics reject the Asperger's label. But some people who were given the Asperger's DX prefer to identify that way just because that's their DX. However, the separate autism Asperger's DX, and I'm sorry, I use DX, it's an abbreviation for diagnosis. A separate autism Asperger's diagnosis also feeds into the idea of severe versus mild or high-functioning autism, which is a problem for several reasons. I'll get into the perils of functionality labels another day. There is a lot of conflict in the autistic community about the idea of Aspie supremacy. This discussion gets into some very scary white supremacy territory. The idea that autistics are some sort of advanced race, that we're some sort of super race, really just as terrifying as the idea that we're not as advanced as non-autistic people. We're just people, people. So the whole issue is fraught. I just say I'm autistic. But I, I really want to caution people because I've seen a lot of people come into the autistic community perhaps from another country, or were given their diagnosis, you know, years ago, and they have become comfortable with the Asperger's label. That's how they identify. Please, people, do not assume that they're a white supremacist. Do not assume that they look down on you or anything like that. We have to allow people from different countries and with different backgrounds 
to interact in the community without getting jumped all over. So often in the neurodiversity community, people refer to neurotypicals or NTs, meaning people who are the opposite of neurodivergent. In autistic spaces, that tends to get used to indicate anyone who is not autistic. I prefer the much more precise term, allistic, because many allistic people are not neurotypical, and I've seen a lot of misunderstandings happen as a result. So I'm going to ask my fellow autistics to try to be a little more precise in their language when using neurotypical or the abbreviation NT, and instead use the phrase allistic or non-autistic because obviously there's so many kinds of neurodivergence. Somebody can be ADHD and not autistic. Well, we, we think so anyway. There Many people are both. Somebody can be all sorts of things, uh, dyslexic, you know, who knows what? So I think we need to be a little bit more precise about that language. I know that I've made that mistake myself in the past many times. Now, to get to a really cutting edge topic that I can barely have an opinion on because it's so new, but the DSM has recently changed its definition of autism spectrum disorder, which is what they call it. And they used to have sort of three grades of autism. You could be autism one, autism two, autism three, and this all fed into the functioning labels. And the idea was that in order to be diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, that you could fit into one of those categories. And if you were in the third category, then that meant that you might need ongoing support throughout your life for basic functions. Now, I'm not going to get into here why that is in and of itself problematic. Again, we'll talk about that in, in a later episode. But this is still a big deal, and it can fall out a number of different ways. And there's a lot of pros and cons and things that I have not even imagined. This is so new. This just happened like a few weeks ago. So pardon me for not having, you know, a particularly comprehensive take on it. And I'm curious to know what you all think about this. So on the one hand, being autistic is not inherently a disorder for many of us. It can cause problems in our lives that doesn't necessarily make it a disease or a disorder. So the fact that let's call basic workaday autistic behavior is no longer considered a disorder is in many ways I feel a good thing. 
it gets us out of some rather scary categories in terms of credibility, uh, fitness, to care for others, that kind of thing. Anytime that you can point at somebody's identity in the DSM, then that can become very problematic for that person. Now, I also recognize that if it's not in the DSM, this means that a lot of people can't get the accommodations and the supports they need as autistics trying to make it through the world as best they can. So that DSM criteria was often used to help people when they couldn't work or if they needed accommodations at work like, just please don't make us sit under fluorescent lights. And again, not all autistics <laughs> have that issue, but enough do that it's a commonly requested accommodation. So like most things, I expect this to be good and bad. And we're not going to really see what the full effects of this are for a while. But it is a major shift that has just happened in the autistic community. And so I recommend that you keep an eye on it. Here's my comforting words of the day. It's really okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to use the wrong word. It's okay. It's okay. I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us autistics, just based on talking to my fellow autistics in autistic spaces, we have a tendency to obsess over times that we messed up. We wake up in the middle of the night and think about it. It's probably not specifically just an autistic trait, but I know that autistics deal with that a lot. Going through that review in our heads where we messed up or we think we messed up. And you know what? A lot of the time, People didn't notice or don't remember. So ease up on yourself, relax. It's okay to mess up. And here is your joke of the day. To be clear, I do not write these. I stole them fair and square from anonymous lists on the internet. Yesterday, I saw a guy spill all his Scrabble letters on the road. I asked him, what's the word on the street? <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me on this mini episode of the Actually Autistic Podcast. If you are interested in hearing more of my content and like Shakespeare, then you are in luck. I have two podcasts, one called There Will Be Body and another one called The Twelfth Night Podcast by Rose City Shakespeare. And I wrote a book called A Midsummer Night's Dream Illustrated Handbook and Encyclopedia. And I'm also on a role-playing game podcast called Shattered Worlds RPG. If you really like my random opinions, you can listen to the Foolish Wits podcast, where I talk to my co-host, Jeff Richardson. And we talk about sometimes current events, sometimes autistic stuff, sometimes Shakespeare, uh, role-playing games, 
whatever we happen to be reading or listening to at the moment. Just a reminder that if you want to support Autistics during Autistic Appreciation Month, don't spend money. That's not what's needed here. What's needed is for each one of us to stop and listen to Autistics in whatever way that they express themselves and try to hear them. You know, <laughs> please take what we say, take what we express, take what we write at face value. Whether you agree with us or not, take it at face value. Listen to us and listen to us about our experience and allow us to be experts about ourselves because uh, to know ourselves, to know what we need. If an autistic person says to you, this tastes bad, it tastes bad. Their taste buds are different than yours. Their taste buds might be different than anyone else that you know, but it's their taste buds. And uh, if any autistic person, and yes, even an autistic child is saying to you, this tastes bad, this feels bad, this is scratchy, anything like that. If they're telling you that they are being bullied at school or at work, listen to them, listen to us. Mm -hmm.